This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Good morning, golf fans, and welcome inside a special best-of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo this morning as we're going to take a look back at some of our favorite uh, interviews over the last uh, month to six weeks uh, or so. Uh, we're going to hear from TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours, who was recently uh, just in Spain. We'll hear about some of the golf courses in Spain and, and some other destinations. Uh, if you're thinking about going away, because it's that time of year now in the GTA and across many parts of Canada, or it's cold and, and golf season uh, certainly starting to uh, draw to a close, and you might be thinking about some destinations to head to uh, that are a little warmer to, to get out there. So we'll hear from TJ Rule. We're going to hear from Adam. Stanley, we're going to recap uh, who recapped, I should say, the McKenzie Tour, which uh, wrapped up uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, I went one on one with Rebecca Lee Bentham, who's on her way back uh, to the LPGA Tour. She's uh, trying to make her way back to the LPGA Tour. Uh, she was on the tour a number of years ago. I decided to move away from the game on a professional level and teach, but now she's on her way back trying uh, to make the LPGA Tour. We're going to uh, take a look back as well at one of our favorite uh, winners, Weird and What's, uh, of the season. And a little teaser, uh, you will hear Bob Weeks rap. Uh, it is uh, pretty good, to uh, to say the least. He's a talented man. He just finished uh, uh, the Berlin Marathon a couple weeks ago, and, and now he raps. So the man uh, obviously uh, does it all. And, of course, as well, we're going to hear from our uh, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade Grand Prize winner, Sean McAvoy. Now, every week on the show, as you guys know, uh, during peak golf season, we give away some TaylorMade product throughout the year up to $20,000 worth of gear. Of course, the grand prize is a through-the-bag, custom-fitting uh, of tailor-made gear. And Sean had some pretty immediate results, a career low in just his third round with the new gear. Uh, this stuff works. So we'll hear from Sean uh, a little later in the show. Uh, but coming up here first, uh, we're going to hear from Nick Taylor. Uh, he's had quite a good start uh, so far in the fall series portion uh, on the PGA Tour here in the wraparound season. A uh, couple of good finishes uh, here, but first at Safeway and then of course uh, a good uh, good finish at, in Vegas. Uh, as well, and he's looking forward to some big things coming up uh, in 2020. Uh, Bob Weeks had a chance to catch up with Nick before his first start of the, of the wraparound season. Let's hear that interview. And here is Nick Taylor joining us from uh, the Sanderson Farms Championship, a uh, tournament that uh, I'm sure is quite familiar and uh, to, to you. And, and how does it feel to go back to a place where you've won before? Uh, it, it's it's really fun, you know. There's, a parking spot up close to the clubhouse. So that's a huge bonus. Um, you know, the golf course, uh, you know, every year that we've played here, we've actually got a different mixture of weather. One year there was a bunch of rain. Uh, I think the year I won being the first year that it was at the, this golf course, greens were a little quicker, rough was a little off, so I think it was playing a little tougher that year. Uh, so we've kind of had a mixed bag of conditions since then. But now that we're a completely different date, it's really hot this week, um, so that'll be a, a new, a new kind of different experience. 
I think it was 95 today with humidity, so it was pretty brutal. So, um, yeah, it's, it's great coming back to the golf course that I've, you know, even outside of my win, I feel like I've played pretty well here every year. So it's, I'm always excited to come back. Um, you had a, a solid year last year. And how, how much how much nicer is it to sort of have a little bit of a break towards in the off season now, uh, knowing that where you are for next year, you don't have to worry about anything. There was no stress down the line like you had a year before. Um, yeah. it was a little, was it a little easier to start this season off? Yeah, I felt like it wasn't, uh, there wasn't much of a whirlwind like there was last year. So that was nice. Um, I felt like, you know, we had, I had four weeks off after New York and we did a little trip after the first week and the last two weeks went by so fast. I would wish we had maybe a couple more weeks, but, um, <laughs> yeah, the off season seems to get shorter and shorter, but, uh, yeah, it was nice to not as as much as much stress as last year and I felt like it was a solid year again, like the results I feel like are just lagging behind a little bit, but um it was a consistent year, so it was there's a lot of positives. I know one of the things you did in your off season was you had a big charity tournament. that's gotta feel nice to be able to kinda of give back to the community where you grew up. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It went really well this year again. It was our third year, which again is hard to imagine. And uh things were really well. Um on the gala night, which is the night before we raise money for the charities there and the next day is for the, the UFB golf team and, and that went really well as well so weather was great this year and uh, everything went well so it was, it was really fun I guess if you're having charity tournaments it means you're kind of a uh, veteran on the PGA Tour does that, does, it kind of, does that kind of sneak up on you do you feel like a veteran now um, I don't know if I'm not a veteran category yet but starting my sixth year it's, it's really hard to imagine it's uh, um you know, I tell a story, I've told it recently to people where when I first got on tour, I'm, you know, having dinner with David Hearn and Graham Gillette. And I think they're on their maybe seventh and ninth year, sixth and eighth or something like that. And they're like, yeah, you know, it just goes by so fast. You know, it's my first year. I'm like, all right, if I get to sixth or eighth, then I'll let you know. And it is, you know, I'm lucky to be my sixth year, but it's amazing how, how fast it goes and kind of blends together and, um, yeah, pretty fortunate to be doing my sixth year. What what's the biggest change for you playing at this point now as it was to say when you were a rookie? Is it just that you kinda of know the courses, is that you're more comfortable out here, is you kinda of know your way around? I mean, what's what's the biggest change from from your first year? Yeah, a, a lot of small reasons, I guess. Being more comfortable, knowing the golf courses, you know, traveling. Uh, knowing more when to take breaks. It's almost like being a freshman in high school and then being a senior. You kind of know where everything is. Not that a whole lot changes, but you're more <laughs> familiar with everybody around there. And um, Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just you're just more comfortable, I guess. And for yeah. me, I think that's been a big thing with, uh, you know, walking around, not just feel like you're tiptoeing around a little bit. You just kind of do your own thing and go play golf. Um, so, so what's the, how do you feel about coming into this year? What's your game? Anything that you're, that you have different, any different clubs in the bag, anything that you've been working on? What's give us an update of where you are. Yeah, not, uh, nothing, a whole lot to change. It wasn't really a whole lot to work on. I guess there's a lot of my parts of my game that improved a lot last year, especially stats wise. Um, so that, uh, you know, again, I'm probably on the greens is where I really wanted to, focus on just to clean it up a little bit and the wedge game can always improve i'm trying this week actually adding a second wedge or fourth wedge so i'll have pitching wedge 
51, 55, and the 59, and kind of taking out maybe a three or four iron just to see if that could help with some of those yards that are kind of half shots. Um, so that's the only thing that I'm I'm messing around with. But um, yeah, the game was last year. You know, I went through all my stats after the year and had some time to reflect. It was probably one of my best years on tour. So the results were kind of lacking behind with some mediocre Sundays and. So it was nice last week that you had a great Sunday and move up. Yeah, a good start to the season last year at Greenbrier, or last week, I should say, at Greenbrier. That's obviously got to get you off to a good good feeling. But it's such a long year. Is it? How do you manage the ups and downs that, as you, we were talking about you being a veteran player, but how do you manage those ups and downs that naturally sort of occur through the year? Yeah, I think with experience, you, you manage the downs a lot better. Um taking more breaks to kind of just get away from it. Uh, I think, I think having a, having a kid in about a month and a half, uh, <laughs> a lot more perspective, I'm sure. And, and uh, I think that'll help. So yeah, it's just knowing, knowing part of golf is just sometimes you get those bounces that, you know, could be one or two shots in a round and change momentum. And sometimes, you know, you're not feeling that day and there's so much can, can go right. So Little things can go wrong and change a lot, so it's just part of the game. It's uh, you mentioned uh, you're about you and your wife Anne. You're about to have a child out there. A lot of people, a lot of players, have said that that when they do have a family, sort of perspective changes. Same thing as when they get married. It's not necessarily all about golf anymore. I know it hasn't been that way for you for a little while, but um, I guess uh, have you asked a lot of people for advice? A lot of other fathers and and mothers for what the hell the things are going to change a little bit. Obviously, uh, you're going to be packing a little bit more when you go on the road. Yeah, that'll be that'll be an experience with the <laughs> stroller, crib, all that. Not crib, but the uh, car seat, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I'm really close with Mackenzie Hughes, and they have a young son, Kenton, that turns two in a bit. So we've we stayed with them and and got the ins and outs of what to get and what not to get, and how things will change. So um, we'll take it slow. Our timing works out really well. That we'll have a couple months at home uh, once the baby's born and be able to figure out what we're doing so um <laughs> we'll, we'll play it uh play it how it comes i don't know we'll, uh, it'll be a brand new experience so we're both looking forward to it <laughs> well it, it'll certainly be a life-changing experience that's great and uh i'm sure it'll uh, it'll be a great for year for you on the golf course as well nick thanks uh, very much and, and good luck this week at uh, sanderson's farm thanks. yeah thanks a lot appreciate it a nice start to the wraparound season uh, for Nick Taylor. It'll be awesome to see uh, how he continues to progress uh, as 2020 is just around the corner. And, and hey, he is really a veteran now uh, on the PGA Tour. One to watch for for Team Canada uh, coming up in 2020. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours. Are you looking to get out of the cold and to some sort of warm destination for maybe three to four days or maybe a little longer. We're going to talk about some of the top destinations to travel to next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. 
Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside a special best of edition of GTC. Producer Adam Scully riding solo on the Saturday morning. Bob and Mark will be back uh, in studio. I will as well uh, next week. Well, Golf Away Tours is one of our proud uh, partners and sponsors here on Golf Talk Canada. And recently, Mark uh, just went to Ireland. Uh, we aired our, our Ireland travel special, and Golf Away Tours was a big part of that. Uh, Mark toured some of the great golf courses uh, in uh, in and around Ireland, including Royal Portrush, which hosted uh, the Open Championship this year. And, of course, Royal County Down, which uh, on many publications is the number one golf course uh, in the world. I had the opportunity to play that golf course as well back in July, 36 holes in one day, and that will beat you up. But it is that good. There are no holes off uh, on that golf course. Uh, but TJ Rule uh, is a big part of Golf Away Tours, and recently he was joining Bob and Mark in studio, and, and he uh, was also, uh, he's also been in Ireland many times, but he was also uh, just in Spain, which is also uh, another golf destination, and uh, the boys had a chance to talk about that. And uh, now we're going to talk a little travel. Switch a little gears, and when we like to talk a little travel at Golf Talk Canada, we talk to Golf Away Tours. We talk to TJ Rule. TJ, what's happening, buddy? How are you? I'm good, Mark. How you doing? I'm good. First off, before we uh, get to Spain and whatnot, because I know you just got back, I want to thank you. I haven't seen you really in person since I've been home from Ireland. I don't believe. Correct. We've talked, chatted back and forth. Trip was awesome. We had such a good time. Uh, man, it, it, our, our Royal County is the hardest golf course in the world. Uh, it's so if you good. Get the weather you guys. Oh know. my god, we got some rough weather, but it was amazing. But it's and, unbelievable, isn't yes, it? Yes, I mean, and Royal just... Portrush. Um that might be the one if if like in that circuit, like the 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 northern loop, if you, the one you want to be a member at and play every day, that might be the one. And I think their new holes they they look like they've been there for 100 years. They fit in so well. They yeah. did a great job with those new holes. Unreal. And if you remember there, the second course is pretty good too. I've so, heard yeah. You know, the yeah. second course at County Down is yeah. decent, but it's pretty short. Right. Right? But at, at Port Rush, you get two right. courses, and they're both. And not that you wouldn't want to be a member of Royal County Down, but no, being a be member of right. Royal County Down is like being a member at the National or being a member at Oakmont. Like, you really want to make sure that every day you go out, it's a, it's a punishment to you yourself. Like, you're, yeah. you know, like you didn't spend enough time in the confession, so you joined the RCD. <laughs> not right? that That's Port Rush is a piece of cake. No. Either, to be honest. No, but, I mean... It's certainly, uh, 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 it's not easy, but it's certainly, a, a, I don't want to use the word fair because it's not like Royal County Down is unfair. It's just like you don't get the violence that you get at Royal. Like Royal County Down, you, there's something like the hopping and the, it's on the ground a lot more. It's on the, a hard ground a lot more. It is, but I, and, and you, you mentioned fair, and that's what I like about County Down. It is difficult, but I still yeah. feel it's fair. You know, you can yeah. spray especially, the ball a little bit. Especially the second time around. Like yeah. We played it back-to-back days. The blind shots. Especially the second time around, it is certainly fair. To me, it's the... It's it's the the it's the cement, and and the way you need to learn to play cement, and that's not a that's that's a compliment. It's not a yeah. a, a complaint. Golf, it's great. Yeah, uh, and we got huge, uh, great uh, response from the travel show. People are still tweeting it, and where can I see it? And people, I've heard from it. a lot of guys as well, and yeah. uh, it's uh, it was a great show, and uh, really showcased a yeah. great destination. They loved it. People for like that we uh, went and visited are still tweeting us and, yeah. and reaching out to us, like Bush Mills and uh, Port Rush. <laughs> Bush Mills wants you to pay their they want, pay yeah, the they all hammer. <laughs> Left the hammer, hammer got the Bushmills. He got the best of the Bushmills, the hammer. So, uh, okay, I saw you, uh, Bob. Have you ever been to Spain? I have never been to Spain. No, it's always. It's, but it seems to be more and more people I know are going to Spain. It gets. It's become sort of a 
a place to go. It's certainly become more popular for us in the last few years as well. Um, we've always spent more, sent more people to Portugal than Spain, to be honest. And a lot of that has to do with access to direct flights and so on. Um, and uh, I understand that Portugal is may- maybe the best bang for your buck in Europe. Yeah, very good deals there and, uh, and, and good golf and you know, a, lot of, a lot of similarities to Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Spain's uh, become a lot more popular in the last little while, and uh, you can see why for sure. I know one thing. If we go to Spain to play golf, if you weren't getting the weather that I got for, for four of the eight days I, <laughs> I was gone because their weather looks perfect all the time. Coming in here this morning, I'm wondering why I came back. Well, I yeah. know. But TJ always says there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad gear. That's, <laughs> That's one right. Of favorite I love that so, line. So in a general sense, what's the golf product like in Spain? I mean, we know some of the big courses, but generally speaking. Generally speaking, okay, so you've got, you know, the big courses, and you've got, a, you know, Valderrama and PGA Catalunya up in, near Barcelona that are, have been ranked top 100 in the world and, and, and two of the top courses in Europe. Can you play those on the same trip? Or are they too far apart? Well, you've yeah, you got to fly. All right. Yeah, they're, they're quite a ways apart. Um, I did the drive once, but that was crazy. Okay. Um, yeah, you fly in between, but and Barcelona is a great destination as well. And there's not a ton of top end golf there, but but a couple of great courses and a great city to visit. Um, and then beyond that, you kind of get to the next level courses. I like to say, right, it, that are very very good courses and, and and good price point as well. And there are a ton of those. Would it be like I don't know if this is a fair. Uh statement but like you go to sawgrass and there's the stadium and then there's the valley and the valley's still really good yeah. and people enjoy the valley it's just not the stadium it just doesn't stack up to the other one right, right. and um yeah i would say that i mean you, they've got so many courses that are in very good condition i mean the weather especially down in the south where we went the weather you just can't beat right and the group that i went to i went with a group of guys from mississauga golf and country club and um stayed with a couple stayed with them a couple of days at the start of their trip and uh, and they've been to the UK and Ireland before, and, and they're like, why why are we going there again? Why would we go there again? Like, look at this weather, right? I mean, it's it's perfect, right? So um, that's one of the main reasons to go there. The weather is so good; they get so much sunshine. It's called Costa del Sol, the Sunshine Coast, mm-hmm. right? And so they get so much sun. The weather when we were there, you know, end of September, it was 28, 29 degrees, sunshine, not a cloud in the sky. So that's obviously one of the main reasons to go. And then as a result, the golf courses are always in very good condition as well. So if you go and say, okay, Valderrama is the centerpiece of a Spanish golf trip, uh, can you fill enough golf around Valderrama in that region to not have to move from that region and just say we're going there and staying there? Absolutely. I, I mean, there are dozens and dozens of courses within you know, a half-hour drive down in that area, down in Marbella and, and Malaga. Marbella is a, um, a town that is very touristy. It's, it's sort of the, the Florida of, of the U.K., if you want to call it that. Um, they go down for their weekend getaways or, or weeks, or some, some of them winter down there, obviously, in retirement. Mm-hmm. So the, it's a, a lot of Brits down there, a lot of Germans. It's a very touristy area. Um, and Marbella itself, for that reason, has so many restaurants and bars and things to do beyond golf um, but golf really is a focus down in that area so there are tons of golf courses so yeah you could play honestly you could be there for a month and play a different course every day oh, there you go uh, uh, to answer uh, Mississauga boys question the reason you go to uh, Ireland and Scotland is because those are the best golf courses in the world you're not going to wear shorts okay fair right? <laughs> uh, cu- uh, curious because you know when we were in the north in Northern Ireland it's expensive because you're on the British pound which for some reason has some fictional like value to the world, even though they're on the verge of anarchy on October 31st. <laughs> Yet their, do- their dollar keeps going up, which I don't understand. But uh, I guess that's above my pay grade. However, it, it gets expensive up in there. Now, it's worth it, like I said. The weather, you just got to deal with it. Some, you know, the week after we left, 
We had David Mary hang back to meet his wife there, and they spent a week. And he played Royal County Down four days later after we left in shorts and a golf shirt. So you just <laughs> it's it's a roll of the dice, right? I get it, but it's you got to just embrace it, and you've got to go. These are just the best golf courses on the planet. End of story, and they are. But you pay for it. It is you get what you pay for in, in life. You move into Euro when you go to the rest of Ireland, and you're certainly mo- moving to Euro when you get down into Spain, Portugal, etc. From a price point standpoint, when we're looking at Spain and, and kind of applying it to what Ireland looks like and Scotland looks like, etc., where where in the economical ladder is that from a, from a golf uh, expense standpoint? I mean, there's so many. There's such a range down in that area because there's so many. Like Valderrama is a fortune, no? Valderrama is more expensive than Royal County Down. You're yeah. kidding me? No, and um, so I mean, it's upwards of 400 euros. So. Um, you know, it's it's the one that's really up there. Finca Cordeson, we've talked about a little bit, which hosted the Volvo uh, World Match Play for years, and uh, is a great golf course as well. It's it's um, you know over two hundred. You know, La Reserva, which is one of the big courses, there, same thing, 200, 250, 300. So I mean, yeah, you can pay that top end uh, price point for the best courses. Um, but then again, if you, if you want to go there for a value trip, there are so many good golf courses at the next level that you know you could really make a, a, a very good value trip like like you could in Portugal. Right, which you can't hard to do in uh, in Ireland and Scotland. Right, hard I mean, to. I mean, you'd, you'd have to play the ones you haven't really heard right. of. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Is is there a lot of that sense too, where there are a lot of golf courses that we haven't heard of, or even that's sort of people who know a little bit about Spanish golf haven't heard of, where you can go around the corner. Wow, look at this great golf course. Is it is it is there that uh, element of it in Spain? Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, the courses there, like, I mean, you wouldn't be disappointed, right? Yeah. I mean, you could play a dozen courses that are all very good, and, and you wouldn't get tired of playing, and you, you could play multiple times. And so when you get, you can, as a result, to answer your question, there is really a wide price you point, can. and you can, you can do a trip, you know, from, you know, five-star down to three-star golf. All right, on the other side, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed... Uh, a little cooler this morning. We yeah. had the studio. A little yeah. darker. Just a little darker, a little colder, which means people are going, eh, maybe, maybe a week in November, maybe four days in October. We should probably talk about that because that's probably what's on people's minds right now. You know, obviously, people are planning big ones for next year. You know, we're doing Southwest, et cetera. And th- but I-, I was just talking to Hammer the other day going, man, I haven't played golf with you since we got back from Ireland. I haven't seen those boys. I'm like... I'm like, my October's a little, eh, I've got other things going on, but maybe in November when the Golf Talk Canada World settles down, maybe we can steal four days somewhere. So where is that steal? That's what I want to talk to uh, TJ about next. It's Golf Away Tours, golfawaytours.com. TJ Rule in studio, talk and travel for another segment. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo. Bob and Mark will both be back in studio next week. Well, we just heard part one of TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours talking about golf in Ireland, golf in Spain. But what about some other destinations? Let's hear part two with TJ Rule.
We're with TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours. TJ, before we put a bow on Spain, uh, because I want to talk about, you know, people are probably trying to think, you know, they want to get out of here right now. Um, or maybe thinking maybe a month from now they want to get out of here. Uh, food, wine. When I think of Spain, I think of wine. Uh, being a, a great As wine, a great wine country. Uh, I got to think that's part of a golf trip over there. I'm not a seafood eater, uh, but I know that people that go to uh, southern Spain have always told me they love the seafood. Absolutely. So food and food and booze. How do we wrap food that in a golf trip? I mean, that's the other reason to go there. And um, you know, a lot of the groups that we send there don't just do golf, right? I have mm-hmm. another group going next uh, next month who are going to do a bunch of tours as well, day tours. They're actually doing a day tour to Morocco. Wow. They take a ferry across because it's right there. They're not listening to this show right now. <laughs> <laughs> the guy listening to this show right now, TJ, where can I play 54 holes yeah. in one day? That's what he's listening <laughs> So I mean, there's so much to do there, and, and wine tours and all that, and, yes. and the and the price of of wine just just blows me away when I'm there. Um, I was just saying to to Bob during the break, went to the grocery store and there was a bottle of wine there for one euro fifteen. <laughs> Come on, like, like how do you even bottle it for that? But I mean, that's the bottle and, costs and more than that. That's right. So and, did you use it to brush your teeth for the week? <laughs> what did you do? So I mean, honestly, you go to a restaurant and and wine's often cheaper than Coke or even water. Or water, so I know. It's just honestly financially responsible yeah. for you when you're there to drink wine. I know. It's you so must. funny you say that because when uh, when Heather and I were in Italy for the first time. Uh, you know, we're waiting, and I'm not talking in Rome or Venice or places like that. I'm talking when we were somewhere hanging off a side of a mountain somewhere in the south. Instead of pour, we'd sit down at a restaurant, instead of pouring water on the table, the guy come over automatically and just start filling wine, like it's the table water, the yeah, wine, right? right? It's, it's, it's like right? it's not it, okay. So it's unbelievable. And you, you mentioned the food, and obviously the seafood there is very, very good. Paella being the main dish that uh, you know is is, uh, is very popular. So yeah, you go there not just for great golf, but great. Great weather and food and wine. I hear oh. they're opening up a uh, Sergio Garcia golf course where you get to beat uh, the crap out of the greens and tee blocks. <laughs> <laughs> they just rip them up on your own. Hey, aren't they playing in Spain this week? I think they are, actually. Don't they might be. Um, all right, switching gears. Um, because this is, this is I know you, Golf Way Tour's specialty is custom golf trips to the finest destinations in the world where you really need to do it right. Where it's not you hop on a plane and you're there an hour later. It's getting those tee times at Royal County down that that are almost impossible in the prime time next year. Same as Port Rush, Old Head. Look how much the trouble we had even uh, getting on Old Head with our group uh, for next year. Uh, things of that nature where you where you need a specialist. St Andrews, the old course. But right now, this time of year, I'm again like even in my brain, I've done nothing but travel this year, and I went, hmm, maybe I should go away for four days and play golf in November. So uh, in the south. If you're gonna jump away, Bob, where's your favorite place to play golf? Loc- I mean, locally in terms of North America, where you- it's like a two or three hour plane ride away, where you just get up and go. Because for me, it's probably Casa de Campo. Uh, I love the Carolinas a lot too. I was gonna say the Carolinas are really kind of my favorite spot. I love it down there. Yeah. It's a- I'm not a big Florida guy. I don't mind Florida, but yeah. I think that uh, I like the Carolinas. Same here. Kind of the honesty of it, and the same. You know, the other spot is is out the San Diego way, which is cool. oh I like yes, it out that way too. Lots of good golf. I love that weather. On the eastern seaboard, I'm with you a thousand percent. On the eastern seaboard, and again, weather can be touchy as we start getting to middle November, uh, end of November. Could still you could still get great weeks, but it can be touchy. But that stretch from um, TPC Sawgrass from the from the mothership of PGA Tour headquarters. <laughs> Up the seaboard through Georgia, through the Carolinas, right? That stretch is, I think, the prettiest part of the eastern seaboard of, of, of America. 
like to me, I'll take that. The lower Georgia, lower South Carolina. Yeah, some good spots. I take that over anything. Yeah. I really would over Florida. What about for you, Teach? What's your favorite place to go? Just if I said to you right now, we got four days. Let's go play golf. It can't be Ireland. It can, I mean, it's got to be a North America up and down three night, four day. Where are you going? Well, there are a couple spots that come to mind, and you guys mentioned the Carolinas. Pinehurst is one of my favorite oh, spots. I love, We've yeah. talked about it before. Yeah. And have uh, you played number four since the Reno? Not since the Reno. Neither so have I. I. Maybe we again. should be doing that. Okay, let's All right. let's do it. <laughs> and honestly, the um, <clears throat> the weather in November to extend our golf season and go down there and play the weather there is still quite good, and their rates drop in, in mid-November. So um, it's a good time to go. You still get sort of 18, 20 degrees during the day and, uh, and obviously amazing golf. There's so much great golf, not just at the resort there, but in the whole Pinehurst area. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my spots. Another one I always love to go to, and I generally get a, a chance to go there um, once a year, once every couple of years, is Bermuda, which is so close Just and so easy to that. get to. It's so, so, such a short flight. It's it really amazing. is. Bob, it's I've never been. It's great. It's surprisingly close. Been. People are, are shocked that it's only like a two-and-a-half-hour flight yeah. from Toronto. Um, so and, and they've got flights. some really solid golf courses, right? They like, do. In fact, they're hosting a PGA, PGA Tour, Tour yeah. uh, later this fall. Um, you've won Royal. the World Par 3 there. Of course. <laughs> well, you, you have. He's won the World Par 3. It has um, to be acknowledged. Yeah. Let the record show. Let the record show. And then Mid-Ocean has been ranked top 100 in the world well, that Mid-Ocean, like, was that not the host of the PGA uh, Grand no, Slam? That was Port Royal. Where Port Royal. the event uh, this fall. So there's Port okay. Royal and Mid-Ocean, the two top courses there. And, yeah, it technically has the biggest, uh, the most golf course per capita in the world because right. it's, yeah, <laughs> there's no one there. Six miles, miles right. long or whatever. What's, what's, um, the, what's the, uh, the weather? Like, when is it good to Yeah, go so there? similar to, um, uh, to other destinations, sunshine destinations like the south of Spain that we were talking about, the summer is their very busy time because families go and it's really hot and it's beach weather and all that. And that's the same with Bermuda. So when you move into November, December, it's more golf weather and, and golfers that go. You don't get the beach weather, but you know you're still in the in the 20s. So okay. even in the even in the middle of winter, it's around 20 degrees as a high, um, which isn't hot, but it's great golf weather. It's a pretty spot, very very pretty spot. Yeah, I it's like a it great there. place to go. And then the other one you mentioned before is Casa de Campo, and I I gotta uh, mention it and plug it again because they just came out with, a couple days ago to us as a as a supplier and gave us pretty incredible rates for people who want to go between now and mid-December. They really want to get people down there and fill it up. So if people are interested in going to Casa de Campo, give us a call. We've got really good rates. I'm telling you right now, for those are hands down the two best uh, Caribbean golf uh, the, the, to die for and teeth. I even think I like to die for better than teeth. I think I, I do as well. I, teeth yeah. has the few holes that are spectacular. On the ocean, I get it. itself. Oh, it's outstanding. The food's amazing. So you yeah. can you can try like five or six different restaurants all on property. Yeah. The pools are amazing. The beach is amazing. Mrs. Golf Talk Canada loves that. I'm not even allowed to go there without <laughs> Mrs. Golf Talk Canada because it's just too good. Uh, no, I'm with you 100%. And we should mention that a lot of airlines direct nonstop to Putacana Airport, and then you take the 45-minute uh, bus ride or limo ride to La Romana to where Casa de Campo is. However, on Saturdays now, Air Transat out of Toronto has added a direct nonstop to La Romana Airport. Just and five it's a, minutes it's across the, the road. Yeah. yeah, across the road. So, All right, Teach. Let's just figure it out. Let's just go. We'll figure it out. We'll go. Play. Let's go. Absolutely. Uh, how was your golf season? We've played. We you and I played two, three times. Well, we yeah, had our matches. Obviously, I didn't play quite as much this year as you know. I had, you had the, uh, how's a little the back? baby boy uh, last summer. So yes. Julian is uh, fourteen months old now, and I haven't quite got him out playing golf yet. So, um, but we're working on it. So, uh, um, how's the back? 
The back is good. You know, at the beginning of the year, I struggled a little bit uh, with the sciatica, and boy, that takes a long time to go. Oh, man. Oh, man. And of course, now it's good, and so I don't uh, stretch and exercise anymore, so it's going to get worse again. (laughs) I'm not very good. I'm not very good at maintaining. But but anyway, I played golf yesterday. I'm I'm happy. I've played a lot less this year, but it it was still a good year. Before I let you go, Tiger Woods going to play for Team USA playing captain? At uh, President's Cup, or is he going to take a pass? He has to, doesn't he? Well, I think you know, I, I there's a know, rumor though. that he has to, by the way. But he, but I've he's, heard that but he's last not, week. He's really not healthy, though, is he? I don't know. He just had knee surgery. I mean, I know. There's gonna, a rumor that he has to. He's going to play the hero. We saw that. He's going to play over in Japan. We know that. It'll be Let's see I mean, what he looks like in Japan. I mean, I sure hope. You know, I'm a Tiger fan. I mm-hmm. sure hope he That's plays. That's why It makes it a lot more interesting to watch, right. for one thing. And I'd say. If I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet. <laughs> You're a betting man. I wouldn't bet. I like that. Golfawaytours.com. Golfawaytours.com. TJ Rule. Check him out online. Um, if someone contacted you and wanted to play TJ at RCD Royal Port Rush next June, July, August, could you still get him a tee time? I'll tell you, they've sold out basically for the entire year. Um, there are very few uh, random tee times throughout the early part of the year. Uh, August, September, it's pretty much a write-off for both courses already, That's which is crazy. It's uh, unbelievable. And then we're talking October, about... same thing. They don't allow guests in October on County Down anymore. So really, the second half of the summer is a no-go. Early in the year, there's a few times available, but not many. I've talked to a ton of clients uh, over the last little while wanting to go, and basically we've had to push them all back to 21. Wow. It, it's amazing, uh, you know, considering that, you know, Golf Talk Canada, what we did for Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Put it on the map, Mark. You, you know what? Map. Bob goes there to cover the Open. <laughs> Scully goes there to play golf. All of a sudden, Tours of Ireland's with uh, Golf Talk Canada for the last year or so, and then look what happened. They're sold out. Unbelievable. I don't know. They listen, I don't make this stuff up. Coincidence? Coincident? I, I doubt it. <laughs> TJ, great to see you, buddy. TJ Wolf from Golfway Tours. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside our special best of edition of GTC. Producer Adam Scully riding solo this morning. Well, PGA Tour Canada, Mackenzie Tour uh, wrapped up uh, about a month, six weeks or so ago. And recently we had on Adam Stanley on the show to debrief the year that was. Taylor Pendrith, really for us uh, here in Canada, the big story, multiple win season, a, a large bucket of top tens and just a couple of thousand shy from that number one spot. But uh, boy, did he flex his muscles this year and uh, and maybe give us a little bit of a glimpse of what kind of future he has. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a, it was quite the run for Taylor Pendrith on the McKenzie Tour this year. Two wins, like you said, uh, fell just short of locking up that number one spot on the money list and getting full Corn Ferry Tour status for next year. But I think what Taylor Pendrith proved this year is that when he is healthy, 
uh, which is a big key. When he's healthy, he's one of the best Canadian golfers we've got who is not on the PGA Tour. Uh, he battled some very odd injuries. I mean, he hurt his palm a couple years ago. Uh, that's just not something you hear a lot of people do. Uh, he also hurt his uh, elbow and shoulder, I believe. Uh, and now he had a, basically a clean bill of health for the whole season up until the very last tournament. Uh, and he showed what he could do when he, <clears throat> pardon me, when he was healthy. So uh, two wins, moving on to the Corn Ferry Tour with some status for next year. Uh, and, and just everything worked. I mean, we've all known that Taylor Penn tips the ball longer than almost anybody on the planet. But this year he proved that his short game was also something to be reckoned with so uh from start to finish just a great season for taylor uh and now he moves on to the corn ferry tour and and will kind of be uh the big canadian representative on that tour next year as well it's uh it's amazing to watch that guy because i mean i remember covering him and when he was at university at kent state he was the same class as as cory connors and the two of them um the two of them were were dynamos there and i can actually remember uh herb page the coach telling me that he thought Taylor would actually do better than Corey as a professional. And we know what Corey has done now. What do you think the chances are of, uh, of Taylor getting to the PGA Tour and having a successful career there? I mean, I, th- I think he's got all the tools, don't you? Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. It, like I said a couple of minutes ago, he, he hits the ball at the lengths of, you know, Dustin Johnson, Bubba Watson, stuff like that. So that's already something he's got going for him. His short game has improved by leaps and bounds, certainly over the last couple of years, because when he was hurt, he wasn't able to practice the way that he wanted to practice. He wasn't able to just bomb drivers and, and work on that part of his game. All he could really do was roll putts and hit chips. So now that his short game has been you know, tightened up and, and has become arguably world-class, at least as it's compared to his contemporaries, on the McKenzie Tour, uh, as he moves up to the Corn Ferry Tour and he has the experience of having played all those golf courses uh, a couple of years ago, uh, they really fit his game because he can just hit driver pretty much off of every tee. Uh, and now that he's got a clean bill of health, like I said, he's got the experience, a world-class short game, and, of course, somebody who hits the ball a mile, all those things are just adding up to the kind of golfer who can move on from the Corn Ferry Tour and get on the PGA Tour and compete and contend and maybe win as well. So as long as Taylor stays healthy, which I think is the big question, uh, because he has battled some injuries over the past couple of years, uh, I think he's going to have a, a great career, um, and it's all going to get started next year. And, and we saw glimpses of that this year on the McKenzie Tour. Adam, for us, obviously, that is the highlight of the season, uh, you know, it, it, from from a McKenzie Tour standpoint. But uh, was there something else that popped out at you this year? Was there was there a round of golf, a player, a day that comes into mind when you look back at 2019 where you go, wow, I'm not going to forget that day, or, or boy, we're going to remember that name. Is there something like that that leaps out this year for 2019 for you? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, I mean, we had a 59 on the McKenzie Tour this year. Grayson Sig uh, shot that on a Sunday early on in the season. So, I mean, it, it kind of be- it's kind of become commonplace now to sub 60 rounds. But it was still a pretty special day for him. He didn't even go on to win that golf tournament, even <laughs> though he shot 59 on Sunday. Which kind of leads me into my next point about the season as a whole and how deep the talent pool is. We had Paul Barjon who ended up winning the money list. He won twice on the season. Jake Knapp won twice on the season. He finished third on the money list behind Taylor Pendrith and uh, Jake Knapp's uh, college teammate, Lawrence Chan, who probably has the best swing on tour. I'm calling it now. Uh, He (laughs) finished fourth on the money list. So four guys earned more than $100,000 for the first time ever on the McKenzie tour. Uh, And it just kind of goes to show how good 
these guys are. And anytime I talk to anyone who had been on the Corn Ferry Tour and maybe fallen back to the McKenzie uh, or vice versa, had played on the McKenzie Tour and gone up to the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, we say this all the time, uh, but these guys are just competing at the basically the same level. It's just the really slim margins that separates the guys in the Corn Ferry Tour from the McKenzie Tour. So you may not know their names now, uh, but you will in a couple of years. And I think that's the whole point the McKenzie tour is to be that pathway to the next step. Uh, and I just saw a lot of really, really good golf this year. And from some names who are going to be household names sooner rather than later. There, uh, with, with all the uh, focus on, on Taylor, the, uh, the other thing that kind of jumped out at me was that there were only a couple other Canadians who made to the top 60. And um, it was sort of, a, I don't know, maybe a down year for, for Canadian talent. We had Riley Weald and we had James Allenby, who's a great story. Uh, kind of a, a plotter who, who's made made some good um, changes to his game and is kind of playing well. But other than that, is there somebody who strikes you as maybe somebody to watch in the next couple of years on this tour, yeah, Canadian-wise? It, yeah, it, it's a great question because we did see that, you know, such a small number. James Allenby, I mean, shout out to him shooting eight under par on Sunday, last round of the, uh, the season, mm-hmm. to get inside the top 25 on the money list, which means he gets to skip first stage on corn. Corn Ferry Tour Q School goes right to second stage, which is great. But it was a weird season in terms of Canadians. You know, for example, Jared Dutois, uh, who won the Canadian Player of the Year two years ago, he finished 64th, 65th on the money list, something like that. Hugo Bernard, who was another person who was probably and likely supposed to have, you know, a good season as he made his debut, um, you know, he did not play very well at all this year. So I think Hugo is probably the guy that I'm looking for next year to have a big year. It's a lot to get adjusted to the life of professional golf. Yeah, once you're inside the ropes, golf is golf. But there's a lot going on outside of of the game. I mean, Hugo's a a big deal in Quebec. He's got 10 sponsors, something like that. He's got a lot to deal with. Um, But once he gets into a routine and into the groove and he understands where to go, where to eat, what to do, how to practice, how to prepare, uh, I'm really looking for Hugo to next year have a really, really good season on the McKenzie Tour. Adam, thanks so much for your time. As always, uh, follow Adam on Twitter, at Adam underscore Stanley. Also follow him. He's writing everywhere, PGATour.com, Associated Press, you name it. Globe and Mail. Globe and Mail, doing a lot. And uh, we'll catch you, I'm sure, over the winter at some some point, Adam, as we start to wind things down here. And thanks for your time. And again, our apologies about last week. (laughs) No worries. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. I always appreciate it. Well, that does it for the first hour here in our special Best of Edition of Golf Talk Canada. Coming up after the break, we're going to go one-on-one with Canadian Rebecca Lee Bentham. She was on the LPGA Tour a number of years ago, decided to call it quits, go to the teaching ranks, but now that fire is back to play professional golf. We're going to chat with her, and this is extra special for me because I actually went to high school with Rebecca way back in the day. My conversation with Rebecca Lee Bentham is coming up after the break. This is a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Hour 2 of our special Best of Edition of Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully uh, riding solo this morning. Bob and Mark will be back uh, next week in studio. Uh, in Hour 1 of our Best of, uh, we just heard from Nick Taylor, who's had some good finishes already in this wraparound season. TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours discussing some great uh, courses both in Ireland and Spain and some other destinations uh, you should uh, be thinking of going to as well if you're a little cold here uh, in the GTA and as well Adam Stanley uh, debriefing uh, the McKenzie tour uh, on the year uh, that was. But coming up right now, uh, I had a chance to recently uh, go one-on-one with Canadian Rebecca Lee Bentham. It was quite a story. She uh, was a, on the LPGA tour a number of years ago, decided to call it quits uh, but now she has the fire back to play professionally, and she's trying to make it back to the LPGA Tour. Uh, let's hear my one-on-one with Canadian Rebecca Lee Bentham. And now joined by Rebecca Lee Bentham, who just had a great week uh, on the McKenzie Tour playing against the men uh, last week. Uh, first of all, Rebecca, thanks so much for joining us. No worries. It's uh, yeah, an honor to be on here. It's funny because we go way back. We actually uh, went to high school way back in the day, and uh, we'll actually get get into that a little later uh, in this interview. But uh, first of all, let's start off with last week, playing against the, the men on the McKenzie Tour. First of all, uh, how did that all come about for you? Um, so it just started off. I got a message from a friend that I used to play junior golf with. She actually works for the PGA of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tour so then she kind of reached out with the opportunity at first I was hesitant because I was like there's no way I'm going to compete against them from their yardages but um, I I saw it as like a good opportunity like to challenge myself Um, this year I don't have status on any tour so kind of taking any opportunity to play competitively as I can because I have Q school this year um, that I want to get through Um, so just kind of using it as more for experience than anything Amazing, and, and that experience was uh, was pretty darn good. You just barely uh, missed the cut, but what, overall, what was the experience like for you? It was great. I actually had a lot of support um, Like once I kind of st- uh, stood foot at the course. Um, I was arriving on Monday. I drove in and went to the tee because we were only allowed to play in the afternoon, and then um, there's actually another guy waiting and he asked to join me and I was like, Oh, I didn't think another guy would want to play with me, but sure. And then we played, we had a lot of fun. He was really helpful because, um, he was a member of the tour. So he obviously has experience with how everything works. Um, kind of gave me the ins and outs of what I can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't know that we could use, um, the Bushnells and oh. the range finders. So things, little things like that. I was like really appreciative of him kind of letting me know. Um, he was super friendly, um, encouraging, so it was fun. Um, and then obviously the media kind of uh, was behind me too. It was kind of cool to do all that stuff. And they let me tour Montreal on the Wednesday. Um, so it was a lot of fun actually to be there. And then in terms of yardages, uh, how much longer was the golf course playing uh, than something that you would typically play? Um, 
I guess when I was on the LPGA tour and just kind of tournaments I play, we typically tee off from around 6,600 yards, right? Uh, give or take. And then um, that last week was about 7,000. They kind of had to play it from the very tips. And it's funny because most guys were like, yeah, it's kind of short for us. <laughs> uh, it wasn't really the course. It was just knowing that they were hitting driver wedges to par fours and then every par five they can reach in two, which is hard to compete against when I'm hitting a very long iron or a hybrid. Um, I even had a three-wood into a green, so that's the difference. <laughs> well, uh, you mentioned the Bushnell uh, earlier, and uh, obviously in regards to the Bushnell, uh, you have caddies on that tour, and of course uh, your caddy is someone who we're very familiar with here on Golf Talk Canada, part of our, our GTC family, and that's TJ Rule. Uh, what was it like having him on the bag, and what's your relationship like with him? Uh, he's awesome. So we first met when I played in Bermuda, Earlier in the season, mm-hmm. um, he played in the M um, division, and he's good friends with some of the guys that I got paired up with. So he ended up following our group, and very casually, we kind of just started a conversation, and everyone kind of hung out after. So he's a real cool guy, and then he told me kind of stories about how he caddied for Eugene Wong mm-hmm. um, on the on the tour, on the Canadian tour, and they won two for two. So I was like, oh gosh, I need to kind of have you on my bag because I want to win too. So I hired him earlier this year when I played in the DCM Women's Championship and uh, we won by like four shots. So I was like, I'm so glad that I continued your streak. Um, But he's just so good with just knowing how to kind of keep the player even keel um, and really good with club selections. And uh, I can trust him with like any advice. So that really helps. Oh, that's awesome. I, I can't wait to talk to TJ about that next time he's on our show, because uh, we, we have him on our show probably two or three times a year. That's uh, that's amazing. But uh, let's go back now. Um, obviously, back in around 2016, you decided to, to stop your aspirations for professional golf. Uh, looking back right now, what were some of the major reasons that you decided to, uh, to stop playing professionally? Um, I think it's just everything kind of falling into place where I lost um, my status on the LPGA Tour, so I was kind of playing more on the Symmetra Tour. Um, I went through some injuries beforehand, so I was coming out of injury, um, hoping to kind of make my way back, but wasn't playing as well as I wanted to. Emotionally, it was tough because I was missing a lot of cuts by one, and mentally that's super draining, knowing like, oh man, you're so close, and missing all these cuts by one, and you're trying to figure out what is that, um, what's that one key thing that's missing, and you're just searching can't find it so um in the end I wasn't happy and I wasn't enjoying what I was doing um, a lot of financial stress without mm-hmm. sponsorships stuff like that um decided you know what I think it's time to figure out what else life has to offer kind of feeling um so decided to pack my bag from Florida and move back to Toronto be closer to family because that's something I really missed and um then actually a friend of mine, actually, I didn't know him at the time, but I was a good friend of mine, Riley Ryle, reached out to me and said, hey, I see you're not going to be playing anymore, but I think you'd be great at coaching. Um, would you like to work with me? So I kind of took that opportunity, um, worked with him for a little while, but it was kind of far from where I was with the drive. Mm-hmm. So eventually I kind of did my own thing with the coaching. And then that's kind of where I developed my passion for the game because I felt like I was giving back a little more. Um, kind of like a bigger picture with more purpose rather than kind of focusing on myself all the time. Um, I love working with the kids, um, seeing them improve. 
So I think that's what kind of stirred up my passion for the game again. That's awesome. Now, uh, do you think your coaching experience when you did coach those uh, younger uh, teens and and adults, uh, do you think that's made you become a better player now? Oh, 100%. So at the beginning when I started coaching, I was really bad at it. Um, (laughs) Because I was always focused on what I I need to work on. I didn't really – I didn't know how to help others really with the golf game because I would see someone swing. Um, I would kind of start with telling them to fix something kind of like at the top of the swing, and then I'd be like, you know what? oh, yeah, your grip's actually messed up. And then I'd be like, you know what? You're aiming, like, way too far right. And then I would tell them, like, ten things. I was like, oh, man, this is not helping them. Um, But it was kind of learning more of the basics where to start off Mm -hmm. and then kind of going from there. And that kind of helped me um, develop a lot of, like, knowledge about my own game, too. Because I didn't think I knew enough of the fundamentals to go back on. I was always other people telling me to work on things, too, like, oh, the back ears swing looks like this or your shot or little things like that, mm-hmm. but I needed really to build my own foundation. Right on. Now, uh, early in 2019 now, we fast forward a couple of years, uh, you've obviously decided to, to give the pro, ga- pro game a shot again. Uh, was there a turning point for you? What changed? What made you decide to, you know, get that fire back at, and try to play this game professionally? Yeah, so it's funny because... Um, as I was coaching, I did feel like my game got a lot better. Um, I didn't practice as much, but I didn't really practice at all, but I felt like my swing just got better. When I was hitting balls, I felt like I gained a little distance. Um, and just mentally, I felt like I was more fresh, but I never wanted to go back. I was like, you know what, I wasn't happy. I didn't ever really feel happy back into, on tour, so why would I want to go back to that lifestyle when I'm super happy now? Mm-hmm. Um, so people would try to convince me here and there. Obviously, my parents would always be like, why don't you go back? But I told them that I wasn't happy. Um, and now I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Um, but then I went to California for a couple of weeks last December on vacation. And then I met up with a lot of old friends. And then there was a couple guys that I know who actually caddy on the PJ Tour. Mm-hmm. One caddies for JJ Spawn and the other one caddies for Mackenzie Hughes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just know them just because they kind of caddy a little bit on the LP tour or have connections. And they kind of were like, again, hey, Rebecca, like, you're so good. Why aren't you on the LPG tour? Why did you stop? And I tried to explain to them, too. I'm like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> um, but they kind of showed a lot of support. Um, they're like, if you were to ever go back, like, I would happily, like, pay for your Q school. Like, that's how much we believe wow. in you. Really think that you should go for it. And I was like, wow, that's that's huge. But still, again, you need to still convince me. And then I had um, just a lot of series of events that happened that two weeks where I met up with a friend who was like, you need to, like a lot of people said I need to move to California. But then one actually offered me a place to stay for free um, and said, if you need anything, like, let us know. And then another person was like, hey, I have a golf course that I own. Um, you should use it if you need to do anything with it. And I was like, wow, how come I'm having all these cool offers? And then they kind of all aligned because the golf course was five minutes from that house. And and the two people don't even know each other. It just so happened. And I was like, wow. And then all these things just came about. Like I had a, a car to drive. And I was like, this opportunity doesn't just show up like without reason. So I was like thinking. And then funny thing is I started having dreams. Um, I had dreams in the past where like I would always be anxious to hit a golf shot. But then during that time, I would have dreams of me golfing and, like, actually enjoying it. And it's, like, 
symbolic and I like saw like birdies on the T block and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so I just thought all, all of it, like as just signs, like, Oh, maybe I should just give it one more shot and see what happens. If anything, it's going to help my coaching career. It's going to just be good for more experience and exposure. So then the first day that I actually was like, okay, I'm in California now. I'm going to start practicing. I felt so much joy hitting golf balls and I never felt that oh. in my life. Uh- that's amazing to hear, and you know, as they always say, everything happens for a reason. So uh, it, it seems like you're, you're d- definitely uh, here on the comeback uh, trail. Now, since you stopped playing the game uh, professionally to now, where you're back playing professionally, how much have you changed, both on and off the golf course? Oh, a lot. I've learned so much during my time off. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people ask me, like, "Do you regret taking the time off?" And I always tell them, "No, that was like the best." kind of three years of my life where I got to figure a lot of things out for myself. Um, like, I finally feel in life that I'm free. Um, I felt like a lot of things were holding me back in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of, I guess, not anxiety, but I always kind of um, put what other people thought of me first, and I felt like my results in golf dictated that. And so when I didn't play as well as I wanted to, I always felt down when I played well. I was on a high, but it was very short-lived. So it was tough to be happy. Um, and then when I stopped playing golf, I saw that there's so much more to life than just what you shoot on a golf course. Mm-hmm. And um, stuff like family and just knowing that you have people who just love you and care for you no matter what. And it doesn't matter what your score is. And um, I created really good friendships um, back at home and just enjoying time with them. Um, and then giving back to community. Kind of, uh, I got, At church, I served and found a lot there too so all that experience helped me find like what really matters in my life that's fantastic uh, fantastic to hear um now so you recently just got through first stage of lpga uh q school uh tell tell our listeners uh, what's next for you yeah so the second stage will now be in venice florida so mm-hmm. i'll probably make my way there um early october try to prepare for that um in the coming weeks and then if I get when I get to that, the next stage is in North Carolina at Pinehurst. And that Oof. is like a two week stretch. Yeah, it's called the Q series and it's eight rounds. So <laughs> yeah, it's quite the uh, journey to get the tour card back. Oh my god. Well, hey, if if you need a caddy for that, I played Pinehurst back in May. Uh I did I broke eighty once, so you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, now a couple, a couple more before we let you go. Um, obviously, uh, in your time off uh, here, and now obviously she's still doing great things. Um, you know, there's another Canadian, and that's Brooke Henderson. Uh, how inspiring is it for you to see a, a young Canadian like her and other young Canadians coming up in the game having having the success uh, specifically that she's had? Yeah, it's awesome to see because obviously there's a lot of Canadians doing really well right now, and. We all kind of grew up playing golf together. So it's nice to kind of root each other on and see each other succeed because then it motivates us to do the same and know that it is attainable, right? Mm-hmm. So the more we see it, the more we believe that we can do it. And I think that's huge in kind of our journeys too. Right on. Now, okay, before I let you go, I tease this off the top, but we did go to high school together back at Northview Heights Secondary School, and a special shout-out to the uh, APCA program. Um, and for a yeah. one year, for a brief amount of time, uh, there was a golf team uh, that we actually shared with uh, Albin, Albin Choi, Richard Jung, and then, of course, there was me. Uh, but uh, for you, how much did going to that high school, and specifically that athletic program, uh, help you? Oh, yeah. Uh 
I think it was very beneficial for me to go there just because the flexibility of the program that allows me to kind of have more time to practice, also be able to travel to tournaments and um, the teachers just being kind of flexible with me to catch up um, kind of at my own time and helping me on the side. Um, so I think that's why I was kind of um, able to succeed both academically and with golf. Um, and it was fun being alongside other athletes. I think that's always a good environment to be around where you see other athletes kind of um, how, see how hard they work, right? right? And you know that you're not alone. Um, and it's cool to see how, like, uh, successful, like, Richard's doing on the yep. Asian tour in, in China and Japan. And obviously, Albin is working his way back because he's, he's had a lot of success um, in the past, working hard now. Mm -hmm. um, but it's funny because I actually went to school with Taylor Pendrith, too, oh. uh, in grade nine. So before I transferred to Northview, I went to baby secondary school. Right. Where I was... Um, yeah, I went to school with Taylor, and so it's cool to see him do amazing. Like last week, shoot two sixty-two. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> well, it's it's such a small world, but uh, Rebecca, you know, you're always one of the hardest working uh, students in our class. Congrats on your success! It's amazing to see you doing so well, and we'll be sure to update our Golf Talk Canada audience on your progress as you move forward. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside our special best of edition of GTC. Adam Scully here, uh, riding solo on the Saturday morning. Uh, Bob and Mark will both be back uh, next week. Well, just recently, uh, Dave Hempstead took home the Toronto Star Amateur. He happens to be a really good buddy of Mark Sacchino as well, and quite a comedian to say the least. Uh, he is one uh, funny dude. He had a chance to, to join Bob and Mark uh, on Golf Talk Canada just a few weeks ago. Let's hear that interview. We are diving headfirst into some local golf news. Like it. I like it too. I can't believe it's been 21 years since the inaugural Toronto Star Amateur. Our next guest, one of my best buddies on the planet, also the co-star of the upcoming Off the Hosel that him and I shot that's currently in editing, debuting next spring on Amazon Prime Video and somewhere in Canada on the Bell Media Network. Uh, that'll be TBA. <laughs> yeah. TBA in that one. And also one of the funniest people, if you've ever had a chance to see him perform live, he is just one of the funniest comedians anywhere. I He's, I've known him my entire life, and he still makes me laugh. So <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know right there. And now this man, a two-time Toronto Star amateur with a great story, kind of coming to fruition 21 years later this week. Uh, Hammer, Dave Hampstead. Hammer, how are you this morning, brother? <laughs> uh, well, I'm better now. I can't believe I can finally get on the show after 21 years. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've been on. You've been on. <laughs> 
Liz, I don't, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm Norwegian too, so I guess it's well, Norwegian week on TTC. That's, it's Norwegian week, and I, I, from what I've heard, Harrington's looking at you potentially for a spot on the Ryder Cup team as well. So 21 years ago, you outdueled Warren Sy, who's a legendary amateur uh, Canadian amateur player for the inaugural Toronto Star Amateur. 21 years later this week, very cool. You put a bookend on it, and you win the last ever Toronto Star Amateur. I know it was on your brain uh, when you even went into this. I remember you vocalized to me, uh, to, to many people you're close to, how cool it would be to win the first and then close it with the last, and you got it done. It's got to be fulfilling, Davey. It's, uh, it's a relief. It's over. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, I was really uh, white-knuckling it down the stretch. <laughs> It's a hard feeling, like I said, uh, feeling a bit like Destiny's Servant. You know, I just thought it was such a great story. And I was like, wow, you got one shot at winning the first and the last. You got to do it. But uh, made a couple bogeys uh, on the back nine. And uh, I was like, oh, man, am I going to let down the universe here? (laughs) (laughs) The equilibrium will be just out of balance. But That's right, yeah. They never show those movies where you fail at Destiny. (laughs) That's right. But it's got it's got to feel good to 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 do this over twenty one years, start and finish. You know what it it does, except to the part when everyone keeps saying twenty one years, which makes yeah. me feel old. <laughs> but uh, it's amazing uh, to think that that much time has passed. And I'll tell you one interesting thing about it was when I won the first one, uh, Glenn Goodwin, who's uh, done an amazing job running this tournament for twenty one years and is just a great man. Uh, he said to me, now that you've won the first one, your grandkids' grandkids are going to read your name because this tournament will go forever and you'll have won the first one. They'll always mention who won the first one. So when they said this was going to be the last one, I said, I go, you know what, it turns out my grandkids won't even know what a newspaper was. Tampa's <laughs> 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 fugit. Time has passed for sure, but your golf game is still pretty good if you're uh, winning. You won in a playoff, I understand. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, only because I uh, missed the putt on 18. <laughs> that, that, typical golfer, right? That's what we take from it, right? Not not all the great shots you hit, the ones you left out there. So, how many players in the playoff, Hammer? Just two. It was uh, two. Of the uh, Ben and uh, I had sort of separated ourselves down the stretch, and we had a we had a great battle uh, bringing it in, and uh, so we forced our way into a playoff and. Uh, I hit two really, really good shots in the playoffs, so I, I will take that from it. Well, you know, it's funny because I've known you your almost your entire life. As we've st- started in the golf business together back when we were 15 years old, if you can imagine that. So, and I've so I've seen you uh, play some incredible rounds of golf. In fact, you're you're the best player I've ever seen that doesn't have a card with his name on it that does it for a living. So uh, <laughs> this didn't surprise me that you won. I know you might have surprised yourself, but but you didn't surprise me. And I'm just curious. And I didn't ask you this. This when we were talking casually on the phone this week. Um, 21 years is a long time. In your mind, in your game, what's different? What's different from Dave Hempstead, uh, amateur champion golfer, on his way to play NCAA golf at a, you know, 21 years ago? What's the difference between that Dave Hempstead and the Dave Hempstead now in his 40s? Uh, I'm not going to say mid-40s. I'll just say 40s, so we'll leave the imagination (laughs) that you you maybe just got there. Uh, What's the difference uh, in in just the way, Not maybe not even physical, Davey, just the way you thought about the whole process and the way you you get a Toronto Star amateur in in the winner's column? Well, I'm glad we're leaving the physical part out because there are some differences. (laughs) (laughs) Physically. 
But on the course, I mean, when I started uh, years ago uh, in golf, I can't believe how long it was till you say it like that. I was really, uh, you know, a hockey player who was learning to golf. And I had sort of one speed on the swing, and that was it. And I just hit it as hard as I could everywhere it went and tried to find it. And I think over the years I've learned to sort of refine my aim, I guess, or at least try to eliminate the wasted energy in the swing. So my swing, as you know, Zeke, you always comment, is pretty compact and pretty simple. And if you, as you get older, if you don't have time to practice enough, you really have to keep your swing simple because your timing's just not going to be there. So over the years, I've figured out a way to switch to more of a big muscle-based swing where it's just back to the target, belt to the target, and it's a pretty repeatable motion. So I'm driving the ball better than I have in my life. Uh, Huge shout-out to technology there because I hit it farther than I did. Um, Getting fit last year at TaylorMade. You know, I finally, for the first time in my life, got properly uh, set with clubs. And, uh, you know, our good friends at TaylorMade were able to – find a set for me that has me comfortable uh, from, uh, you know, lob wedge right through to driver. And so, and then mentally, obviously there's, there's less pressure now. I've, you know, performed, I don't know how many comedy shows, but, uh, you know, I'm not that nervous uh, on the golf course, I think, until you get down <laughs> the stretch and you're failing the universe. It, you know what I find amazing? I find amazing that you had a plan to get older. I just thought I'd just keep getting up and down from everywhere the worst I hit it. <laughs> <laughs> you had a plan all along. Unbelievable. Well, you, you know, you have an elite wedge, which I still think should be taken from your bag. Yeah, Bob, you've probably seen that 62-degree. Far, far too many uh, times. Yeah. And so, I mean... You, you shouldn't even be allowed on most golf courses. I <laughs> know. Hey, well, he gets he gets the uh, he gets the uh, the youth rate because he's so small and tiny, like you said, and yet he hits it a mile. It just drives me crazy. Good one, Randy. But <laughs> but, but uh, this this is the final one. It's over now. The, the Toronto Star Amateur, and I think for many people, this was kind of the unofficial Toronto Championship, right? I mean, w- would you agree with that? It, it certainly was for me, and yeah, I don't. It's, it's amazing that Toronto doesn't have one. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of saddened by that, but uh, it's maybe sad, there's maybe sad it's going away. Maybe Golf Talk Canada. Yeah. Maybe Golf Talk Canada should step in and Golf and, Talk and, Toronto go and and do something for our city next year. I I was down at uh, Barbarians uh, for a celebration state the other night, and Aaron Barbarian said he'd be interested in getting a tournament up and running. So oh, there we maybe go. Maybe Golf Talk Canada and Barbarians could. Well, you know, up. you, you a, get a red a wine sponsor, and I, it's hard to keep me away <laughs> yeah, from this. That's it. <laughs> Davey, congratulations! Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, you follow him on Twitter at Dave Hempstead. Check him out. Uh, yuck yucks tonight in Toronto. Back-to-back shows, some schedule coming up, and off the hosel uh, in 2020. Finally launches off the ground. So, Hammer, good to uh, chat with you, and let's try to get around him before uh, before the snow falls, buddy. You bet. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Bob. Take care. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. 
Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside our special best of edition of GTC. Producer Adam Scully uh, riding solo on the Saturday morning. Bob and Mark will both be back uh, in studio next week. Well, as you guys know, Winners Weird and What uh, is one of our, our favorite segments on Golf Talk Canada on a weekly uh, basis. And we thought it'd be a good idea and a fun idea uh, to play one of our favorite editions of 3Dub. This was just a couple weeks ago. Uh, and on this particular week, Mark. The tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, my winner this week is a real simple one, Bob, and it comes to us from Adam Hadwin, and I'm trying to pull it up here now because I, uh, I, I took, as soon as I saw it, I said, Here's I... Here's an interlude. such an idiot. Okay, here it is. So he sent out a tweet earlier this week, and it was very simple. It was just this. After the first round of the... Of the Shriners uh, Open in Vegas on the PGA Tour, he sent out this tweet. My pro-am yesterday was 20 minutes faster than today. Smiley face laughing. So the fact that, you know, players, they, they do pro-ams for, because they have to, right? It's part sure. of the sales package. It's, a lot of the guys do not enjoy, enjoy pro-ams, especially on a weekly basis. You know, the five hours that they can be. 20 minutes faster than his Thursday opening round at the Shriners. There's something wrong, Bob. When we talk about slow play, we talk about how it's going to kill the game, especially the participation at the amateur level, the time consumed. I, I say this all the time. It's not the difficulty of the game. It's not the cost of the game. It's time that will be the biggest challenge. And on the PGA Tour, which is supposed to be, like I guess, the example, at least that's what people look and they mimic what they see, unfortunately. Pro-Am shorter. So... The Pro-Am, I'm trying to find, uh, see who he was paired with uh, to see what kind of group. Because Adam's not a slow guy. No. He's, he's really never been. I don't think it was his group. I think he it was, was simply. Playing with ben on and Sepp Straka. I, I just think it's, there's too many groups out there, too many amateurs. They're all piling on top of another. And it's the same thing that happens on a Thursday. You go on, like on a Thursday, you go to Shriners on a Thursday, there's 144. Right, and then it's sixty-five and ties for the weekend, and all of a sudden they're in twosomes and they're playing in four hours. So you, there's only so many bodies you can put on a golf course. That's right. So it's, it just does seem weird that a that a pro am round is faster than a regular round. I don't know. I don't get it. All right, my weird. Speaking of weirds. Yeah. All right, lefty. Now <laughs> Phil Mickelson has always got a home in winners weird and what usually because of his social media feed. Not this week. Last week he missed the cut at um, at the Safeway. Okay, I don't know if you caught any of this. He made a quad on a par five on the opening nine of the Safeway. Uh, yes. He, okay, he hit two fairways in, in like his opening round. Wow. He didn't improve much in the second round. Couldn't put the ball anywhere in the ballpark. I mean, it was ridiculous. And it wasn't a consistent miss. It was Army golf. He's all over the place. Come out in the opening round of the Shriners, drives the golf ball much better. Probably the best dra- driving day. Now, he's playing golf in a dome in the desert, so... If you don't hit fairways in the desert, yeah. you got some major issues. <laughs> he was 11-14. What does he follow that up with yesterday? 5 of 14. 
Horrible. 35% driving. So obviously, drive. never been a great driver of the golf ball in terms of accuracy. We, You have and I have outlined this for years. Sure, We've discussed this. Knows that. But when he's playing, and when he's playing well, and Tiger as well, they've never been 80% of the fairway guys, but they hit 60. When they're playing well, they hit 60% of the fairways they have chances to win. Not 35%, not right. 10%, not 20%. So what does Phil do? He has to go to the range, Bob. He doesn't work on his driver, Bob. He doesn't change his driver, Bob. He doesn't move the weights around his driver, Bob. He doesn't change the shaft, shorten the shaft, add loft, decrease loft, shorten his swing. It looks three feet past parallel because he dropped 35 pounds, (laughs) even though he's always been a long swinger of the driver. Doesn't do that. What does he do? He changes putters. Of course. And putts with the flag stick in. <laughs> of course. See, I have a hard time connecting those dots. <laughs> Remember you are talking about Bryson DeChambeau? Yeah. <laughs> thinking, it's a, it's a, I, don't, I don't know how changing my putter and leaving the flag stick in is going to bring my driving accuracy up from 35% to 60, Bob. I have a hard time with that. Well, he's obviously been pretty successful at what he's doing, so give him credit. He is going to be 50 in June, though. That's right. So you know what happens, Bob, as we get older. Yes, I'm starting, my, my mind is already <laughs> yeah. starting to go, exactly. Bob. That's what the wife tells me all the time. <laughs> all right, and my what this week, this is beautiful, because Cardi B, I don't believe, has ever made an appearance on Golf Talk Canada. We've had a lot of celebrity appearances on Golf Talk Canada and Winners Weird and What over the years, right? And, uh, you know, Alexander Ovechkin, when yeah. he almost got the hole-in-one, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we've seen uh, Carlton from, uh, what's it, what's his real name, Carlton? Uh, yeah, the Fresh man. Prince. Yeah. No, the Fresh Prince. The, I know. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? We've had him. A lot of celebrity. Never Cardi B. I don't believe. Uh, but Cardi B has decided that she is... Going to call her next album, Tiger Woods. And this is what she had to say on her Instagram feed. Everything that I'm working on right now is straight to my album. Straight to my album. And I think I'm going to name my album Tiger Woods. I'm going to name my album, I think, Tiger Woods. Because remember when everybody was talking (laughs) on Tiger Woods? Like, oh, blah, 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 this, blah, blah, that. And then he came and won that green jacket that's what i'm gonna name my album but you're stuck on that one for tonight we <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh apparently now uh, our new golf analyst on uh, golf talk <laughs> cardi, b. cardi b so she's calling her next album tiger woods because of blah 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 talking bleep uh let me try to translate this for you bob uh people were talking blah 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 bleep and then he won a green jacket so i'm calling my album tiger Woods. will that will it be in a red cover i guess you don't actually have covers to albums maybe anymore. maybe yeah i don't even I, well they do have some vinyl now but not a lot but it's not the first time you know Car- i mean tiger's been in rap songs for sure jay-z's had him in there and my favorite here's here's one of the uh the lyrics from most def's 1999 song body rock relax and pull a seat up make your landlord turn the heat up got the opposition shook like tiger woods about to tee up well, there you go. <laughs> you did that quite well, Bob. You did that quite well, Bob. Yeah. Very well. Maybe there's, you know what? Maybe there's a new career. Yeah, for exactly. You. That's it. You never, this gets boring for you. Relax and pull a seat up. And then doing it more like that. Oh, quiet, 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 quiet. <laughs> Okay, I've lost full control. <laughs> All right, Bob, the tea is yours. All right, so, well. So what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. 
And making a comeback is my winner this year. Ah. This week, I should say. And uh, we saw him, the bearded one. Finally returned. Graham Dillette returned to action after almost two years away from the game with, first of all, he tried the stem cell treatment Mm -hmm. in his back. That didn't work. In fact, it made things worse. So he went and had another microdiscectomy, his second, uh, which ties him with Tiger Woods, I think, for that for the lead in that right, category. In that, in that category. And uh, but he decided that okay, he was well. He made a false start on a Web.com tour towards the end of the year. He just wasn't quite ready to go and do it. And this week he decided, you know what, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to try it. And he had some, uh, you know, he struggled a little bit. He was, uh, I think, five over after his first four holes. But he finished up 75-72. And, of course, yeah, I missed the cut. That's a long way back in, uh, at this tournament where they're, they go low. But he had some great lines after his first round. He told John McCarthy from the Sun, he's, he said, you know, playing tournament golf is a little bit different than what, what I've been doing at home. And he says, well, it's more tiring. And he said, well, why, it's more t- why is it more tiring? He said, well, because that back home I play in a cart and have a couple of beers. So, But you know what? Overall, I think he, uh, once he got a little bit of the rush shaken off, he made some birdies. He hit some great shots. Uh, the reports were that his ball striking was pretty good. So, you know, considering he's two, two years away from the game, uh, I think that's a big step back. And hopefully we'll see some good golf. He's going to play again next week. In yeah, I don't think the scores matter at all. I think if he played two days and he feels good, that's a huge win. He's you know he's ready to go again. He's saying, hey, I can go do this again. And I, my back feels like it's okay. I can go do this. Yeah, that's a big win. Good well stuff. done, Graham. Uh, my weird this week takes us to Florida and uh, involves a Florida man. Surprise! <laughs> a Florida Surprise! Man. Are we at the villages? <laughs> no, we're not. No, not at the villages. <laughs> okay. A man was arrested in Florida over the weekend after unsuccessfully, imagine this, attempting to flee. Uh, from chasing law enforcement when he stole a golf cart again. Now it's only two. A bit, yeah, I know, it's a little, exactly. This is kind of what this is leading to. I just want to get this case first. Okay. I'll tell okay. You. So the suspect uh, who hasn't been named, he was um, immediately captured by deputies. It says after he stole a slow-moving golf cart from the golfers, he kicked golfers out at the Hammond Creek Golf Course in Palm City, Florida. And uh, they caught him, and uh, after he was allegedly, uh, he and three others left a car and, and tried to escape from the police. But the, the article in question, and there are some, some good-looking pictures here of, of the guys who uh, <laughs> stole the golf cart. <laughs> um, this, this, uh, this quote, uh, this, this paragraph in the story is right. what really intrigued my eye. It said, right. golf cart getaways are surprisingly common but appear to rarely end in success. <laughs> on August they, sure they all end the same, right? Yeah, exactly. On August 16th this year, police in Roseville, California, arrested a man who allegedly stole a golf cart while trying to flee from officers. The suspect, Timothy John Davis Pulley, 28, was accused of a series of crimes which included carjacking, a hit-and-run, and crashing a vehicle into a fence. Later the same month, on August 29th, police in Missouri arrested a man who allegedly fled from a Fulton residence on foot after hitting a homeowner with a stolen golf cart. So if you are going to rob a bank or steal a car or commit some crime, here is the advice. Don't try to flee in a golf cart. Yeah, it, it probably just doesn't have the horsepower necessary <laughs> yeah, to, to exactly. make it through the finish line. Okay, so here's another story from this week. This is, this is my what? Your what? Uh, this week in the Korean tour, Bio oh, Kim. Yes. You know Bio Kim? Yes, I yeah, saw this. Played, played some time on the PGA Tour. Yeah, and I saw this story. Yeah. So, yeah. so he takes a swing and immediately reacts to a noise in the crowd mm-hmm. and flips the bird. Gives him the flip, uh, flip, the, flip bird the bird salute. Yeah. Me. Now, was it a, the one thing I didn't get, was it a photographer or spectator, Bob? It was a spectator with a cell phone, apparently, and apparently uh, the guy had been doing it quite often during really? the round. This wasn't the first indication of it. So he finally lost his temperature. Temperature. Lost his temper. Temperature as well. Yeah. <laughs> slammed, a club, <laughs> slammed a club down. But that's not the strange part to this story. Right. The strange part is that the Korean tour... I hate this. ...gave him 
a three it's ridiculous year suspension. Do you not think that's ridiculous? I think three it's years? insane. It's insane. What about uh, c- controlling your crowd? If this is a multiple offender in the crowd, what's he still doing there with his cell phone on? Now, and I'm not. No, listen, I'm not defending flipping the bird to the guy. Right. But three years for something that you and your security team should already had handled? Give it's, me a break. Now, the weirdest, what could be even weirder than that is Bio Kim says he accepts it. I he saw said, that. And he said, I think I deserve it. And I'm going, what reckless, reckless dangers, uh, reckless behavior damages a member's dignity. That's what they pulled out of here. Apparently, I guess over in Korea or South Korea, it's a little bit different when you flip someone the bird or that, something like that. But three years taking the guy's job away. That's ridiculous. So For anyway. flip, apparently, it's a very, very, very more uh, serious offense over there, the flipping of the bird. Here, we're constantly flipping birds. Yeah, I'm giving it to you right now. I just, there you go. I think I did it at the drive-thru this morning. Thank you very much as I took my coffee and I flipped the bird. Know, right. just... There's my winner, there's my weird, and oh, there's my Bob, that is unbelievable. All right, three years. Jeez, I guess, well, well, Golf Talk Canada will never broadcast from South Korea, or we're going to be in huge <laughs> trouble. That's right. It's going to be huge, bigly. Well, it's safe to say uh, that was one of our uh, more memorable editions uh, of 3-Dub. Coming up, it's our last segment of the show. We're going to wrap up our special Best of Edition of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to our special Best of Edition of GTC. Adam Scully riding solo this morning. Bob and Mark both back next week. Well, 20 weeks of TaylorMade is a huge part of Golf Talk Canada. This year, we gave away up to $20,000 worth of gear. Of course, the big winner at a through-the-bag fitting for a full set of clubs. And this year's big winner, Sean McAvoy, had a chance to recently join the show. Now joining us is our grand prize winner, Sean McAvoy, who won it all. Uh, Sean, first of all, how are you this morning? Doing really good, thanks. How are you? I'm great, thank you. So I, I got I got asked. Okay, so how did you first hear about this victory, my friend? Uh, just hanging out at home. I was actually about to go to bed on a Sunday night and got an Instagram message from the account. So, yeah, it took me a minute. Just had to check if it was real or not. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, turned out. Of course, uh, I follow the account, so it looked pretty good, and uh, it, it came through. So didn't get a very good night's sleep that night. I was a little <laughs> excited, but uh, having was, the really time cool. of his life, having the time of your life. And I, I should say as well, the, the way to get in the draw: follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and uh, you did just that. So you find out on a Sunday night you have a horrible sleep because you're so excited. But what was the overall experience like actually getting fit for clubs? Oh, it was really great. Uh, you know, driving up to Woodbridge, go to the TaylorMade headquarters. Um, the guy that I worked with couldn't have been any more helpful. So you go in there, they get you set up with beats all over so you can kind of track your swing, see, uh, see your motion, compare it to other golfers on tour. 
Um, but you hit a bunch of clubs, you hit everything they got there, try different shafts, different clubs, and just find out kind of what works best for you. You look at the numbers, and they talk to you about you know, what's best for your game and uh, and what, what equipment works best for you. And then we kind of set up a bag for myself. So I uh, had a whole lot of things that day, and it was really cool just trying all the different camera gear. Now, uh, was that the first time you've done an experience like this? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I had never done a fitting before, so it was a really great experience. I'm really grateful for it. That's awesome. Okay, so let's go through the gear. Okay, so because all the gearheads and gear junkies listening want to know. First of all, the driver, what'd you get? And tell us about it. So I got the M5 driver. Uh, it's got, it's actually 12 degree loft because I hit the ball so low, so we wanted to get me uh, popping the ball up in the air. But I got a nice stiff shaft in there on the Graphite Design Tour AD um, with some Golf Pride MCC uh, nice. plus strips on there. So definitely a good setup uh, for my driver. And now uh, going from your previous driver, how much... Uh, how how big of a gain did you see uh, from old driver to now your new current driver? Uh, definitely more consistent. I can definitely say I went out there in my third round and I broke 80 for the first time. Wow. So very positive. Yeah, so thank you, Taylor Maid and Golf Talk Canada for that. Uh, so that's definitely a positive sign when you're working with a new gear and you end up shooting a career low for yourself. Uh, definitely a positive. That's awesome, man. Okay, so uh, fairway metals hybrids. What was, did you go three wood, five wood hybrid, or what? What kind of setup did you do? Go, go through there. So I got the M six five wood and seven wood. Uh, no hybrids. Wasn't hitting them too great. Uh, so got those in the bag. I uh, got the new P seven ninety irons uh, four through gap wedge. Right. Uh, and then with the wedges, I went with an MG two black uh, fifty four degree, as well as a high toe sixty. Nice, right on. So I've heard great things about these new P790 irons. Uh, tell our listeners just how great they are. Oh, they, they hit like a dream. Uh, they definitely probably 15 more yards than uh, the other irons that I used to have, which were also tailor-made, actually. But the new technology is great. And uh, like I said, it's definitely showing improvements in my game. But it's really cool just to, to see them. They look great. They feel great. Uh, and, yeah, I'm just really happy to have them in the bag. Okay, so now you've been through it. Just tell you know listeners who are listening from coast to coast just how vital it is to get properly fit uh, for the right clubs. Oh, it just it helps your confidence on the course, just knowing that you got the right club in the hand, uh, you got the right clubs that are for you. Obviously, when you're working with kind of standard or stock clubs, uh, they're designed for, for anybody, really. But with these ones, I know that they're the right height for me. Uh, they're the right loss for me. Just it, it's, it's designed to my game and to help my game. I think that especially when you're buying clubs, that's kind of the route you want to go when you're making that big of an investment towards clubs. I think it's, it's the right decision to make. You want to be confident in your purchase. Uh, obviously, for me, I, I lucked out and got this stuff uh, for free, but uh, it's definitely an upgrade for me, and I'm, I'm really happy to have it in the bag. Uh, like I said, just really grateful to TaylorMade and Golf Talk Canada. Well, Sean, uh, I, I can say welcome to Team TaylorMade. Uh, congratulations, uh, first of all, on winning, and second of all, you broke 80 for the first time. That's awesome with new gear. Uh, congrats on all your success, and I'm sure breaking 75 is not uh, too far around the corner. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show. And, and like I said, thanks so much to Taylor Maiden Golf Talk Canada for the, the great prize. Imagine that. Breaking 80 for the first time. It's just your third round with a brand new set of custom fit tailor made clubs. It doesn't get much better than that. Congrats again to Sean McAvoy. And I should say, 20 weeks of tailor made is back next year on Golf Talk Canada. Well, that wraps up this special best of edition of the show. Bob, Mark, and myself will all be back next week on GTC. So we'll talk to you then. But remember, the first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.